Welcome to Honest Conversations, the place where you can't be sure if we're telling you the truth. But we try, with Daniel Confino and Sarah Sharman. Hello again, Daniel. Hello. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to say that, you know, we don't want people to be too trusting of us, do we? Yeah. I mean, you know, why should they be trusting of two voices in the ether yeah. when, um, when they don't even know us? We could just be misleading them. That's we it. could have decided that this is our way to destroy the world. <gasps> My plans for world domination are proceeding <laughs> apace. Yeah, we could be encouraging people to do all sorts of wacky, stupid things. Mm, um, yeah. and, and they go away believing that's the right thing to do, and they are destroying lives, wrecking relationships, ruining oh. families. Yes, taking uh, people for a ride. Upsetting colleagues. Oh, Daniel, I was just reading this morning that someone on a forum like next door was saying that the MP or whoever, someone of Lewisham, should resign because he was not saying his vaccination status. And I was like, well, really, what does it matter? He's still doing his job. Mm. And they said, well, he's been encouraging people to go out and get a vaccine. I was like, well... You can encourage people to do something and not do it yourself. Because otherwise, you're forcing people. Encouraging is different. Well, presumably they used the word hypocrite. They did, yes. Yeah, yeah. Was it you who wrote the post? <laughs> I'm not on next door. I'll leave that to Jane. She's the queen of next door oh, in SE10. Yeah. I think she's been awarded something or other. Oh. Um, well, yes. I mean, look, he's got a public duty. Uh, he thinks to you know to, to encourage people to get vaxxed, yeah. and he may choose not to for reasons that yeah. you know maybe personal, maybe medical. That's it. And uh, maybe he's had COVID, and you don't need it if you've had the disease. That's it. You actually get more antibodies from having recovered from COVID than you do from being jabbed uh -huh. or vaccinated. So yeah, I mean it's hard to know. So I, I think I think a lot of people are too quick to jump to conclusions. Yeah. I, I did comment, also, there was two comments I made, actually, two separate replies. And then I, I, I also let this person know that you can be encouraged to do something, but at the end of the day, you are your own person with your own mindset to then choose what you want to do after being encouraged. Mm. Well, I mean, we haven't said it, and you've used the word encouraged a lot Oh, but the the headline for this episode is not encouraging. Wow! Did you just come up with that? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think this is all a cunning plan that we devised before we actually pressed go. Although uh, that's a lot more planning than we usually manage. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually got you know really quite organised today, didn't we? Yes. It's, it's dusk now because we're professionals. True professionals. <laughs> it's the dusk is descending. It's been a lovely day, a lovely hot day. Oh, Although my son Samuel told me it was a, a pollution warning day today. What does that mean? Well, the, the smog, or right. they call it, you know, the, the 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 atmosphere is just pressing down, so all the pollution is sitting low. It's not being swept away by winds and things like it should be. Um, so you, you know, if you go out, it's even a day for people not to go out if they if they've got respiratory. Problems apparently, but you know, it was such a lovely day in the park, you couldn't yeah. imagine that it was a bad day to go out. No, until you're out and then can't feel your fingers. What she said was not very encouraging, it wasn't. No, no he was not encouraging. Samuel, if you're listening, I know you're not. 
<laughs> my family, the good thing is my family's got so bored with me. Yeah. Uh, both me talking about, me talking about, talking about things. You know what I mean? It's like when I go out, I have conversations with people about the podcast. But do you know when they'll tune in, Daniel? When? When I'm dead? Yes. <laughs> well, I think they have plans for that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've got too much life insurance. Oh, um, no. oh dear. Um, so um, encouraging. Yeah, not encouraging. Not encouraging. Well, I mean, you know, that's what we're saying. Is that it's one of the ways that that conversations get closed down. You're mm. not encouraged. I mean, you're criticised all the time. Yeah. Slapped down. Yeah. Find out a chance to finish your sentence. Oh, and yeah. Somebody's jumped in. It's not encouraging. You should mm. be encouraged. Yeah. What is encourage? Courage. You see, that's a. A rare quality these days. It is. Do you, do you know about um, the Wizard of Oz? I do. Yes. Who was looking for courage? The lion. Yeah, the lion. Exactly. Yes. Where did he find it? I don't know. Within himself, maybe. Of course, that seems of quite sentimental. I think the Wizard of Oz is, is a deeper philosophical um, treatise than most people realise. I haven't read it recently. Oh, you read it? No, I haven't read it. I mean, I read it. Like at all? Yeah, I, 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 read it. I mean, obviously, there's the film. Yes. Um, the Judy Garland one, is that mm-hmm. right? Did you yeah. see that thing, Judy, the other day? No, my friend did mention it's on the iPlayer. Yeah. But that. It's, it's worth seeing. Yeah. Kind of sad when people get to that stage in their career. Mm. You know, they're sort of largely forgotten. Mm. They, they've got old. Yeah. And they're still having to do stupid shows that are beneath them, really. Yeah. I feel I have seen it. I definitely have seen it. There's so I, many... There's a problem with all child stars, isn't there, that they, they can burn out very quickly. And, yeah. know, they, a lot of them never make it into the adult acting world. Yeah. They, they are just known as... I, mean, I think Daniel Radcliffe has done well. Right. But he had to take on some really tough roles, didn't he? You know, some really gritty... Gritty theater. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. War, he even got naked, didn't war he? War and survival and things, did he? Yeah, Equus. Oh, Equus! You were talking about it on the stage. Yeah, the Peter Schaefer mm. play. I saw that when I was a young man, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, in nineteen seventy-seven. How do I remember that date? I don't know. Must have been traumatic. <laughs> well, if you seen a naked man on stage, probably it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my uncle coming over from Milan to see musicals where there was nudity in the seventies. Yeah. Did they not have nude musicals in there? In Milan? No. No, they're very prudish, prurient. I don't know what's the word. Right. You know. Uh, yeah, so he came over and would go and see these musicals just so he could see naked bodies on the stage. Ah. There was no internet those days. You know, there weren't many ways to see naked bodies. No. He wasn't married. Ah. So, you know, I'm not sure what what access he had to these things. I see. Um, but he was encouraged to come over here and uh... <laughs> he used to come over for the motor show okay what's that Goodwood or somewhere like that no I mean the, the what's called the motor show oh you know, the, now at the NEC it used to be at Earl's Court right and of course you know at the motor show there's lots of good body work mm. I mean you know both metal and young ladies in bikinis draped over the bonnets ah nice okay yeah I see, I'm pretty, I see that I'm, there's a theme here with what he sees. I'm really upset by all this kind of, you know, what's it called? Um, uh, these these campaigns to stop women being upset. Oh, yeah. What's it called? Me, the Me Too. Me Too, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. It ended up with, you know, MotoGP, which is the, 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 mm-hmm. the top motorcycle race. There used to be these really unnecessary ladies um, 
stunning ladies holding large parasols over the bikers whilst they were on the grid waiting yeah. to start so they didn't get overheated. They get good money for that to yeah, support I'm, their education. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's all about, but I mean, I used to just like looking at them. Yeah. And then they're gone. They're gone, yeah. I mean, how's, it, how's that better for anyone? Not very encouraging. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure my uncle would have watched MotoGP at least until the race started, and then they probably and then switch over. And then, then he'd have waited till the handout of the trophies, and when they come back in some form to. So they don't know. have these people at all now. No, mm, that's sad. They probably have something like a metal robot pedestal, which <laughs> <laughs> you could just put the umbrella in it. It probably works, but it's just not the same thing. Yeah, it's not the same. Not thing. very encouraging. No. Yeah, but so not encouraging. Well. Why don't we have some music whilst I think about what we should really be talking about? Okay, so let's listen to the Beatles, and you can't do that. I got something to say that might cause you pain. If I catch you talking to that boy again, I'm gonna let you down and leave you flat. So this episode is not encouraging, but there are some people... You mean the episode isn't encouraging or it's about not encouraging? <laughs> it's about not encouraging. <laughs> but it's not encouraging, is it? I mean, people are probably already switching off, having just heard that. Ah, uh-huh. stay with us. <clears throat> but there's, I was going to say, there are some people who you may associate with that naturally, subconsciously encourage you to do things that maybe you wouldn't do if you weren't with them. Yeah. Or you're just more up for it, or you're reluctant to join in. You know, oh, look, this person's going to instigate this and try and encourage me to, to do that or something or the other. And you're like, just going to step back, stay away, stay home. <laughs> I, I find that I'm just staring at your stopwatch. And, and, I'm, and waiting for me to stop talking. And I just love watching the numbers tick up. It's kind of mesmerising. Mm. Just watching my life disappear down the plug hole in hundredths of a second ticking over. Yes, that's not very encouraging, is it? No, I mean, if we knew how how long we had to live, we wouldn't be, you know, we'd we'd behave differently, wouldn't we? Yeah, I I think there was a horror film about that. Yes, somebody could see how long everyone had left, I think. Or maybe everyone could see. What would you do differently? What? If you could see how long you had left. Just carry on the way you are. I mean, I was thinking about this today, thinking about, you know, I'm really not going to live my life to try and maximise my longevity. Right. I mean, I don't think there's much to be said for just getting into the 90s for the sake of it. Oh, yeah. You know, I think it's about, um, you know, having good health Mm -hmm. whilst you're here. I don't want to spend 10 years being the object of people's medical medical play thing. So I almost never take pills. Right. Um, 
and I just believe I'm going to get better. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are one or two things that happened to me that aren't going to get better, I know. Mm. So I've had to accept that. But, yeah, you know, I, I think you, you know, 60 years is, I've passed 60 years, I've had my three score, as they right. call it. Do you know what it's called, three score? I don't. A score is 20. Oh, okay. so you can do some maths now. I know it's difficult for you, but three times 20 is... Six. Sixty. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then to make it even more difficult, they say three score and ten, so you've got to do a bit of addition now as well. Right. What does that make it? Seventy. Seventy, yeah. Yeah. So you know, they keep adding bits to it, you know. Mm. Three score and ten. So maybe they should be just saying four score, you know, and that would be eighty. Ah, uh, yeah. And in French, they have this weird way of putting numbers together. Do you know how it works? Oh, I... Do you know how, do you know, do you know how they say 87, 97 in French? I do, but I can't say. So they'll say mm. four. In 20s. Yeah. And 17. <laughs> they don't have a 90, you see. They don't? No, they, no, they don't. They have four 20s. So you have to do the math. It's 80. Right. Yeah. So French for 97 is 87. So it's 87 is four times 20. It's 80. The D is 10. 90. The set is 7. I mean, that's one way to encourage so you to like, get your maths correct. In English, that would be 4 20, 17. Instead of 97. Yeah. You can see why they didn't really make it as a country. No. I wish the French had a word for Catramandi set. Oh, they do. <laughs> How stupid right. of me. Yeah. I've noticed that. Yeah, uh, the numbers, yeah. You know, if you can't get the numbers right, you really fuck. I'm sorry. Did I say numbers? Um, <laughs> yeah, so numbers. And <laughs> I'm so lost this. this not, it's not, very, not, not encouraging, is it? Right. We can say that about almost anything. Yeah. So what does it mean when you say you're not being very encouraging? You know, I was thinking you're not of showing support. I was thinking of changing jobs, Sarah. Okay. Uh, but um, you know, what do you think? Well, what's wrong with the one you're doing now? Oh, you're not being very encouraging, are you? Oh, sorry. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, great idea, Dan. Yeah. You know, you, you should, you've been there far too long. They don't appreciate you. Mm. They, they just let you sort of skulk in a corner do they promote you do you, do you ever get a pay rise no what are you doing there yeah. leave now yeah it's been so encouraging sarah so, i mean actually I'm just, I'm just doing the whole thing myself you know what, actually I, my brother rang me the other day i think looking for encouragement but then i just asked some questions rather than saying <laughs> Rather than saying, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Do you want me to help with that? No. Yeah. It's a bit like, would you like cheese with that, is it, then? Yeah. <laughs> they always say that to me in bills. You know, bills has got a two-for-one offer at the moment. Oh, yeah. They don't only tell their really good customers about oh, it. That's me. Right. And um, so they've got a, I really like their chicken burger. Okay. So, and they always say, would you like... Cheese or bacon? Avec mm. ça. You say both. <laughs> no, I, I always refuse. Ah. In fact, my, my French colleague, Alain Renault, complimented me. I left him a voicemail okay. message in, in French. Oh. And he rang me back and said, your French was wonderful. Oh. So I thought, you yeah, know, well, that's good. I encourage you to speak more very, French to Very you encouraging, yeah. yeah. No, I, I speak good French, actually. It, you do get a really, it's a nice feeling when you get encouraged and support yeah. in life. Yeah. But then maybe 
I I am encouraging at times, especially when I'm teaching. Yes, you can do this. When people think they're failing, I'm good support. When people come looking for encouragement, maybe I'm not so encouraging because that's what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. This is about conversations, though. It's about conversation. It's more about whether you can jump that gap or get over that. Yes, but yeah. you do have a conversation to encourage them to change their mindset, oh, to believe that they can do whatever or say whatever. Mm. Yeah, you have to project, see yourself in that position. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I and mean, apparently they do that with footballers and so on. They, can you imagine the, um, the thought yeah. when you're deciding in a very important game on penalties? Right. You know, like a championship has been decided on penalties and you, you sort of put the ball on the spot take a few steps back, mm. what is in their head at that time. Mm-hmm. It's all about what's in their head, isn't it? Yeah. And what's in their head is all about the preparation they've had, the training they've had, the way they can put away those thoughts. Same with tennis players when they when they make that serve on an absolutely critical point. You know, mm. If they get it wrong, they're going to lose the championship or something. If they get it right, well, yeah. you know, it's a way of, you know, the, you, the, the training you've had is to, Focus, focus, put a, put aside all other thoughts. Yeah. So you can just be in the moment. Yeah. You know, I know we, we will talk about that. But yes, I mean, you need, need a lot of encouragement. Mm. And sometimes you, know, you find that within. You think about this Djokovic business. They rescind his visa. Oh. He goes to court, gets his visa back. And then three days later... Or Do you know what? Later, He's been in again. the country for so many days already. They may as well just let him stay and get on with the bloody match. And these Australians keep making the same point. We've suffered, so he should suffer. Why? What's the point? I mean, they're running an international tournament. Mm. 25,000 visa waivers were given by the Japanese to let people in against the rules that they were running. Yeah. No one said a word. 25,000 so they can have the Olympics. These Australians can't let in, you know, the world, not the world champion, but the existing holder of the title. Yeah. I mean, they're holding it in Australia. You know, I wonder if the World Tennis Authorities are going to say, you know, if this is the way you're going to behave, I'm not sure we can run an event there. I mean, they're just being absolutely horrible. I mean, why are they doing that? And then days later, and this guy could have made that decision the the next day. Mm. You know, he's some executive decision. Like, not in the public interest. Bloody idiot. Oh, you know, I, I public interest. Don't buy tickets to watch the match then. Just Australia stay Australia has so trashed its reputation. I mean, if I ever had thought... Did they going have a good there, reputation well, yeah, to start with? I don't know, but whatever it is. I mean, the only reason we go to Australia is, is basically to see the Sydney Opera House, right? Right. And to go to a picnic at Hanging Rock, you know, Hanging Rock or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is there any other reason to go? Absolutely I mean, not. even after watching the tourists... You tend so, to go to the outback. So far. No, there are other locations that look mm-hmm. quite similar and a lot closer. I just, you know, just think those Australians have just made themselves look absolutely absurd and stupid. And if you're Australian now listening to the show, fuck off. Back to Australia. Oh, um, and sort them out is what I meant. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to be encouraging here. Yeah, yeah. Just go back and tell them that this is what we're thinking. Yeah. You know, you made yourself into a laughing stock. Yeah. Right, Sarah, I, I feel the need to listen to some commercials. Yes, let's take a time out. Enter my world. Join me, Harry Kukuli, in the Alien Temple every Saturday night, 10 o'clock to midnight, on Spectrum, on air. Inverse your senses in intense, passionate, 
and seductive music, The Alien Temple, with me, Harry Kakuda, every Saturday night, 10 to midnight, on Spectrum, on air, 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 air. Oh, sorry. We're underway. Yes. Oh. Come on. Back to the conversation. Well done. You got there, didn't you? Oh, dear, yeah. Now everyone knows what I do when we're not, you know, there's all those dangerous moments in life when people didn't think the microphone was on. Oh, like yeah. Ronald Reagan said, you know, the bombing will commence in 10 minutes or something. Um, bombing of Moscow will commence or Peking or something. You oh, know. And everyone heard. And then there was that Gordon Brown moment when he got into his, his car after having been berated by that lady and he said, oh, that bigoted woman. Oh, uh, and he had to go back and apologise to her because he was still connected to some audio link. Do we need to apologise to the Australians? What, for what we said? Yeah. No, because I, I managed to turn it into something which is a bit... Yeah. I mean, obviously, most Australians are suffering hmm. under the regime. Yeah. And I'm sure going nuts yeah. with the restrictions imposed on them. And I, they have my entire sympathy for that. But then the, 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 the idea that you take your vengeance on... Djokovic, mm. because you yourselves have been locked down, yeah. and therefore you don't want him to have any special treatment. He's not come to see the Sydney Opera House guys. He's come to play a tennis game, mm. and it's called the Australian Open. He can't do it anywhere else. Yeah. He has to come to your country. And Australia's and, not looking very open if you're not letting people in. I mean, and, and, and using this final executive order uh, of saying it's not in the public interest, so pathetic. Mm. I mean, that's what you use to get rid of terrorists, you right. know, when you don't want to go to trial with them. I know all about this because my name, Confino, was used in that way. Initially, it's used in that way. Uh, you know, it's confinement. If you want yeah. to shut people up in prison without going through a trial, just what's called administrative detention, mm -hmm. you use the laws of Confino. So, you know, it's kind of <laughs> confinement. But, you know, doing it to Djokovic, I mean, I... I've got no great love for the guy. You know, if, if Djokovic is playing anybody else, I will almost always want the other person to win. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It would, so, I mean, I don't find him attractive, certainly if he's playing Federer. No, he's quite tall. <laughs> Not yeah. doing it for you. He's from a long line of tall Serbians with a cracking Serb, but Serb. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I came up. Cracking Serb. Yeah, he's got a cracking Serb. Ace, so um, point being that even though I've got no great fondness for him, yeah. I think the way they've treated him is absolutely abysmal mm. and reflects horribly on Australia. Mm. And I think that they will never be forgiven. In fact, if I was the World Tennis Authority, whatever it's called, the ATF, I don't know, what is it? I wouldn't run the next one. I would just not go to Australia. Maybe a lot I mean, this happened people. with Malaysia that was running the World Squash Championships. Oh, right. And they wouldn't allow the Israeli squash players in because Malaysia is sort of majority Muslim and they were trying to boycott the Israelis. And I'd say the, the World Squash, whatever it is, association did the right thing and just cancelled the games. Said, no, you know, you're not letting them in, we're not having the games. And I thought, well... That is you know, the right move. That's the right move, yeah. And that sends the right message. I think the Australians need to be given a similar message. Yeah. Unfortunately, people like Nadal is also a virtue signaling prick that he is. Yeah. Saying, well, you should get vaccinated, shouldn't he? Well, no. You know, if you're an absolute top athlete and you don't know what this thing's going to do to you. Yeah. And it's also optional. 
you know, and he's had the disease. You know, he's not behaved perfectly. I get that. But, yeah. you know, for God's sake, yeah. Australia, grow up, you morons. Daniel, I've had a few lines of Coke. You should have a few lines of Coke. <laughs> I don't normally have a rant, but I just, you know, I'm so annoyed about that. I mean, I did my dissertation. You know, I went to Cambridge, did a law degree. You know, you, you often, often ridicule me for the fact that I'm Are you part of the Oxford and Cambridge Club, just down on the Palmau? Well, I could be. I'm going to have to write. Mm, it's quite but, good in there, I hear. Well, I did my dissertation. Do you know what that is? Yes, I do. It's a long it's, essay. It's not the thing you have after the main course and, <laughs> yeah, at dinner, right? That's it's not the, coconut. That's the dessert. Is it coconut? What's that called? Desic- <laughs> I can't even say it now. Des- desiccation. That's when you dry things out. No, I did my dissertation, as you say. Yeah. Bravo. Or brava, apparently, uh-huh. in your case. If only the, word, the French had a word for it. <laughs> That might be Italian. Oh. Idiot. If only the French had a word for it still. <laughs> I said idiot. But you know why? I was talking about myself. Oh. That's the John McEnroe trick, you know. Oh, now you've really when, when he swears on court, he's always swearing at himself. You know, that's oh, how he, he? he avoids getting punished. In fact, I, I noticed there was a, some roofers around, around near me in Gloucester Circus the other day called mm. McEnroe. Oh. And you can trust us for quality, you know. Well, I caught them all there outside the van, and I said, "You've got the wrong logo here." You, know, you can trust us for quality. It should be called. You cannot be serious. <laughs> like when you get the, res- yeah. the, invo- the invoice or the or the estimate, you, you cannot be serious. And what did they say in reply? They thought it was funny. They were on it. Yeah. Maybe. You cannot be serious. It would be so much funnier than trust us for quality. You know, just sort of stupid thing to say. No. Anyway, I just thought I'd take the hit. I was an idiot for, for what I said. Okay. Um, I've lost track of We've got so down a rabbit hole here. Yes. So shall we try and bring it back before our next song? Encouraging. Have you had to give words of encouragement or not encourage people to do things? Well, I think, generally speaking, when you find someone doing something stupid... Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't like them, you, right. enc- you encourage them to do it. Ah, uh, okay. Did you, you ever see those two films, Manon, Jean de Florette and Manon des Sources? If say. only the French had a film like <laughs> Manon des Sources. Jean de Florette. Who's the big fat actor, French actor, that became a Russian? You know the one with the big nose. Um, oh, come on, come on. Anyway. It's a double thing, two-parter. And and he he comes to some rural community and um, decides he's going to breed large rabbits for meat. Okay. And um, there's a problem with the water supply. And they're all trying to be horrible to him, including somebody, I won't spoil it for you, but somebody who turns out to be more connected to him than they realise at the time. And um, so they treat him horribly. And they say, you know... They're all mystified about this crazy idea. It's a bit like that advert for, um, what's that French vodka called? Flying Goose? Oh, Grey Goose. Grey Goose, yeah. You know, they, they, we will they, happily accept the bottle. There's that advert. Have you seen that at the cinema where they're all, all these French are sort of going, why, you cannot be serious, when he says he's going to make vodka, right, in France. Right. You cannot be serious. Well, it's a bit like that for, uh. for um, you know, Jean de Florette. And, um, but they encourage him because they want to, when you, when you see somebody doing something stupid, encourage them Ooh. down that road right it's like a nasty thing to do yeah so yeah 
encouraging, not encouraging when they're doing something which is clearly destined to be mad. But as it turns out, it was a great success. Mm. But they destroy him by cutting off the water. Oh. That's how they do it. Right. Something to do with water rights. Okay. I'm not sure what the lesson is, but always check the water rights before starting on a major project could be one of the lessons. Yeah. Yeah, if you're invested in something, make sure everything's there. Well, look, I, I think we need to look his name up, and when we come back from, um, what's this what musical interlude have you got organised for us? We have got Bananarama. It ain't what you do. I was fancied there. I bet you did, Daniel. In a moment, we'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Get your ass up and her up. Uh. Ice Cube, baby. 99, baby. Back into it. Uh, I can do it, put your ass into it. Uh-huh. You can do it, put your back into it. Yeah. I can do it, put your ass into it. Put your back into it. Put your ass into it. Tick, tick, boom, hit me banging down these back streets. Loving black street, treated like an athlete. Life ain't a track meet. No. It's a marathon, fuck the cemetery that a nigga gets buried on. We be coming to the day we die. Yeah, nigga, yeah. ask the bartender if you think we lie. But if you think we hot, nigga, think again. Cause when it's sink or swim, you got to think the win. And if I drink this in, everybody will know it Cause I ain't going for it So pray to the Lord that I don't pull out Cuss out and bust out Go to nigga proud Make the trigger shout uh, You can try to smoke an ounce to this Well I pronounce this shit Baby bounce them tits Mama move them hips Baby shake them cheeks I got dick for days You got ass for weeks Back to the conversation uh, no, That didn't work Try, try oh, something else Back to the conversation Back, back. What, was, what was that supposed to mean? Back to the conversation. I wasn't being very encouraging there, was I? But actually, no. I did get something good out of you finally. So that's the point, you see. Mm. Pushes people harder when you're not encouraging, you know, so that they try and prove themselves to you. Yeah. Um, well, they don't mind acting a fool, which is why you encourage people to do things foolishly. Apparently, if you praise people too much, right. they, it doesn't mean anything. If you very occasionally pra- very occasionally yeah. and sparingly praise people, yes. and when you actually do praise them, they really understand that it means something. Mm. Like, you know, it's, it's so rare, it's so special. If you're just throwing praise around like confetti, you know, um, then it never means anything. And I think there's a lesson in that. And apparently if you do overpraise people, it, it doesn't help them. It doesn't get them to give of their best. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I tried doing that with Maxine Peake, the, the actor the other day. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, because she, you know, she's, appearing, she's appearing in a couple of things on, at the moment, isn't she? Flavor of the month. Yeah, exactly. And I, I look, here's my view, and I, I'm interested to see if anyone else has a perspective on this but if an actor mm. is very well known for something else in their life right something controversial shall we say Uh-oh. then it, i find it very hard when they do a performance in some role and you know they, they always perform different types of roles i find it very hard to put that out of my head and just see them as that actor i need them to be a blank canvas right and when they do something i can just believe it yeah and if all the time i'm thinking you're a racist mm. or you're this or you're that yeah you know, something like, you know, and, and she's got a bit of form as far as I'm concerned. Right. And who's that little Australian 
Um, Kylie. No, the chap. Oh. <laughs> who's generally considered to be anti-Semitic. Uh, he did Braveheart. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yes. Is he Australian? Oh, for God's sake. Uh, what, that. You know, anyway, look, we should have said that the in Manon de Source and, um, well, Jean de Floret. Right. And Manon de Source. And Source basically, basically means a source of water, by the way, so there's a clue. Uh, it's Gerard Depardieu. Yes, yes, yes. We've got that It's very large, and he became Russian. Uh, I'm not sure why. Probably to escape taxes. Or uh, because okay. Putin loves him or something. I, I don't know. Maybe he has a wife who's Russian. <laughs> a lot of people do. Mm. I mean, you know, they're usually much younger with fake tits and um, and, and dyed blonde hair. <laughs> wow. And heavily made up. Yeah. Um, Which is okay. But they're only one generation away from the, you know, farm. Um, so... <laughs> You're going to get into trouble, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've got into trouble with so many people. So many embassies sending people in shiny, ill-fitting suits around to knock on the door here. Yeah. Um, you know, checking if I live here. I, I've just given up worrying about it. Actually, they'll probably end up killing each other. Because I've got the Chinese, I've got the Russians. <laughs> so you don't need much encouragement got the at all, do you, Daniel? <laughs> but yeah, old Maxine, you know, she, she got into a bit of trouble with blame, blaming Israel for having taught the Minneapolis police to kill George Floyd and that neck mm. leaning and you know it was just a complete lie and then when, when it, everyone said it was a complete lie she didn't really apologise properly uh. she just said oh she got something a little bit wrong and now when I look at her I think you're a racist anti-Semitic person and I don't want to see you ever and I wrote to her agent letting her know that I wouldn't be watching any of the recent things because I can't believe in her anymore so I, the point is that I think actors should be very careful about getting into politics right, and getting into controversial subjects because you, you really don't want to have an opinion about them yeah. other than they're a great actor. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. I've I mean, met imagine... James Corden in real life and it just, uh, yeah, put me off him more so than I did before. Mm, but somebody you had, let's say, considered to be a racist. Right. Could you settle in for an evening and watch something where they're appearing? I mean, I'll still watch it. Yeah. Because I can separate them from you, their performance, okay. yeah. Right. See, we, we talked on, on our podcast. Do we, do we ever mention our podcast? It's called, um, what's it called again? Homespun Wisdom Talks With My Neighbour. Yeah, and we actually mentioned Eric Gill at yes. one point. Because he did the sculpture on the outside of the BBC's um, studio. Yes. And, and, and somebody's been hammering topic. away at it. Yeah. Because people don't like the implications. Now, so I'm trying to make a point here about, you know, well, so there's an actor that I've got a problem with because yeah. they're, they're associated with a, something that I find really offensive. Right. So it's hard for me to just put that out of my mind. It's interesting you can, you know, because, uh, anyway, yeah, I just find it difficult to compartmentalise. I think yeah, that's the word fine. they use. Um, but, you know, so here we're dealing with statues and toppling statues, like in Bristol, mm, what's his yeah. name? Slave trader guy. Yeah. Um, and um, and now somebody taking a, a, ha a hammer and chisel and to Eric Gillsworth, because he was a real foul person who oh, abused his daughters, daughters yeah. and his dog, apparently. And his dog, and made notes about it. Some people find that one of those worse than the other, you know, not everyone agrees on which is the worst, apparently. Yeah. But anyway, you know, and he, he, and do you know the BBC was using his typescript you know, he wrote oh, typescripts, Gill, okay. Sans Serif. Ah, and they were, that was the standard BBC typescript until very recently, and then they had to stop using it. 
because of that association. So you see, people are agreeing with me that the association of somebody with something that you read being an offensive typescript now because it's associated with him. So I'm right when I've got my problem with Maxine. Yeah. And the problem is, until she did this, right. I loved her as an actress. Oh. I loved her. She was so gritty and believable and kind of northern and played a lot of legal roles. Yeah. She, played some, she was a QC or something in some series. I, I loved it. And now she's ruined it for me. Mm. Just not fair, is it? I'm paying my license fee and I can't watch these great programs because... Maybe over time. You think I'll forgive her? No, I'll never forgive her. Oh. And I, I really think actors should just be careful about, you know, and Sean Connery got really into Scottish separation, didn't he, you know, mm. from the rest of the UK. But then some actors do go into politics. Yeah, no, that's fine. If they go into politics after they've stopped acting, right? then I, I don't have a problem afterwards. Do you know what I mean? What if it's their side hustle? What do you mean? Being a spokesperson, a representative for... It's funny because, you see, Sean Connery, I, can, I know what, I don't agree with, you know, a lot of what Spot. he says. But it doesn't affect, when I see Dr. No and, and all of that, Yeah, uh, it doesn't bother me yeah. for some reason. It's kind of like knowing that, that Maxine Peake did this thing and then subsequently I have to watch her you know, in a new thing. That, that right. seemed, that's the problem. I, I don't know, is that, am I rational? Maybe not. But um, I mean, it, it's it, fair for you it to inf- have these it, infect, it infects forwards, not backwards for some reason. Right. Yeah. Kind of like they did their best work before I knew that they were sort of racists. Okay. Yeah. And unapologetic racists. Ah, well. uh, yeah, that's when they're unapologetic about it. Actually, I was laughing today whilst watching something because they were speaking about apologising, which we've spoken about on our show, this show, Honest Conversations. Yeah. And how to go about it. And the guy who was apologising, was flagged up by the other person saying, you're not actually apologising, you're just saying what you think you should be saying. And on that note, we are going to an advert. A commercial We are Aztec Records. We release new music every week from over 30 world-class artists on vinyl, cassette, CD and digital download. Synthwave, Retrowave and Synthpop. Visit AztecRecords.com Back to the conversation. Actually, Sarah, no, before you say anything, I, I really don't want to hear any more from you. I, I, I honestly don't find what you say interesting or useful. I, I, you know, I, I do the talking and you're just sort of there, <laughs> just occupying space. Yeah. Doing the technical stuff, but you know, no, uh, you know, I don't think I need you anymore. Oh, like that, is it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just being honest. Okay, that's fine. I mean, you know, I'm sure if we were to ask our three listeners, <laughs> was it two? <laughs> it's probably one by now. <laughs> right. Um, you know, they'd, they'd say, yeah, you know, it's, it's really all about Daniel. Yeah. Um, and that's who they tune in to listen to. Yeah, yeah. You know, Maybe just, Sally will say that, because I'm sure my mum and Jane will be like, "No, we're here for Sarah." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I think you're just fantasising. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all about me. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't want to upset you or you know, uh, put, put you off at all. But no. yeah, I'm just trying to establish, you know, a bit of 
hierarchy. Yeah, hierarchy and some, you know, just some facts on the ground, you okay. know, some truths Daniel? that you need to get your head around, and, and then we can proceed from there. As long as you feel happy about you... saying what you've just said, can we carry on now then? Well, I, I hope you didn't find it discouraging. Or no, not at all. It's encouraged me more. Really? You're, yeah. You're going to rise above that. I am going to rise above that. You're going to prove me wrong. I'm just going to get on yeah. your nerves <laughs> even more. Yeah. You're going to duff me up, <laughs> box me into a linguistic corner. Yeah. Demonstrate that You've really given all about me you. encouragement. Yeah. Well, you know, really, you have got so many more skills than me when it comes to this. Right. I mean, you've been trained, right? I just went off and did a law degree at Cambridge. Does anyone hear that before? I mean, yeah, I was in the Squire Law Library reading books on judicial control of the executive. Oh, it sounds riveting. <laughs> well, it is your Djokovic, because that's exactly <laughs> what he needs right now. He's a lawyer to say, no, you can't do that. Actually, I was watching a whole load of Judge Judge Judy. I was gripped by some of the cases. Yeah, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, I could... Were they vice cases? I don't know what that means. You were gripped by them. Oh, right, right. advice for the... No, no, advice. Um, yeah. All right, that, it didn't work. No. I was only really watching Judge Judy because I appeared in the adverts in between. Really? With your clothes on? <laughs> Just about. I was dancing away. I must admit that my stock phrase with people when they say hello, and like in the park or something, mm. and um, usually they catch me because I'm very bad at recognising people. I have terrible facial recognition skills. Right. So I mean, it can be somebody I've, you know, been with for 10 years and I don't recognise them. Well, not quite. But, you know, so I always just say to cover my embarrassment, I'm sorry I didn't recognise you with your clothes on. <laughs> and um, it takes a moment for them to register that. Yeah. Before deciding it's not very funny, often. Mm. I was going to say I'm going to try you Well, it but... depends who they're with. You know, if they're with their wife, mm. you know, or husband or something. Yeah, partner. Yeah, partner. Yeah, it's, it's probably not quite that entertaining, is it? Mm. Now they're going to have to have a conversation. going to have to explain that it was a joke. And, yeah. And, and she was saying, well, you know, he looked very attractive, referring to me. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he, he, he looked amazing, actually. I, I could sort of see why you might be tempted. You know, so you can just imagine they went off and had that conversation and ruined their lives. Yeah. We did actually talk about that right at the beginning, didn't we? We, we did. We ruined so many lives. Yes. Misleading people. Yeah, yeah. We're the devil incarnate. Oh, gosh. It's not how I actually saw myself. No. I mean, I had this thing about religion the other day, that one of the problems with, you know, you kind of start off with, the earlier religions had lots of gods, didn't they? It's just, yeah. We just take a sweep through history. Right. I could put it this way, that, you know, the, the older religions had lots of gods, and then finally we get down to monoatheism. There's one god. Yeah. Can you say that? Monoatheism. <laughs> Did I say, oh... <laughs> I can't yeah. actually speak. That's really, that's really good. Your diction has come a long, a long way. I think one time we should just do Pygmalion, just read it. You know, you can be Eliza Doolittle and I can be Professor... You're actually a great storyteller. Um, what's his face? What's his name? Professor what? Anyway, Ken. Yeah. What is it? Um, and um, so, you're, yes, my atheism. Now, the problem is when you get down to the one god, People ask all these questions like, well, how did that God allow this disaster to happen, oh, yeah. that terrible thing to happen? Mm. So it's much easier if you have two gods, a goodie and a baddie. Yeah. Having a fight. Yeah. And sometimes one wins, you know, and the other doesn't. And, you know, kind of like, that's what happens in life. You can't win them all. I mean, it's a famous expression, isn't it? Because we should have really just boiled it down to the two. Life would have been so much easier if we'd had the two rather than just the one. 
Okay. Because then when someone said, well, how could God let that happen? He said, well, it wasn't God, it was the other guy. Yeah. I mean, we've got the devil, but it's not the same. The devil's mm. just kind of like this bit part cameo role guy, you know, with the forked tail and the, all of these things living in the underworld, you know, tempting people. Yeah. But he's not really up there with God. He's not like his equal, is he? No, not at all. No. I think we need, you know, I think religion's gone too far in the mono-atheist direction. Right. We need to get to the duo-atheist. Duo <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, if only the Latin, if there's a Latin word for duo-atheist. Um, <laughs> it's not even a word. I, I think I might be even trampling over myself here. Oh, well, sounds good. And not very encouraging. I keep saying not very encouraging because it gives us some veneer that we're talking about the same subject we, we promised our listeners to, to cover. Oh, does that mean it's been a tricky one? I think we... Kept Sometimes going. we just put the word not in front of a word mm. and it becomes quite knotty. Yeah. For me. <laughs> Difficult. I was going to ask... A knotty problem. Not encouraging. Well, I think what we can say is you can... I, I tried at the beginning of this to sort of kill you off. Mm. by just pouring scorn and... Yeah. On, on your attempts to get involved in this conversation and yeah. just to silence you. I do like it when parents say, don't encourage them. I mean, you know that if you're winding up a child, it's so tempting to just keep encouraging them to... Yeah, don't encourage them in that direction is what they mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because parents are, are odd. You know, they want children to be compliant, yeah. docile, fit into their world mm. and and then somehow at the end of it all they want them to go out in the world and be a great success yeah well you know sorry choose one yeah yeah you can't you can't have both okay and all these kids in america that have been persuaded cajoled forced to wear these masks 24 7 including three-year-olds they have to wear masks all day no and the latest diktat is if, if things aren't working this is the madness of the world if things aren't working it's not because the masks aren't working it's because the masks aren't effective enough so now i'm going to slap military grade you know surgical grade masks on everybody so everyone's going to be falling ill because they've not got any natural defenses or yeah exactly i mean they, they they're might, not all licking tables say, uh, or... yeah you know I, <laughs> I, I lick the wheels on my golf r32 every morning just to make sure that i'm keeping up my uh, my immune system you know. <laughs> Sort of, I'm, I'm continuing to re, re what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. You know, and activate it. I'll reactivate. And making sure that it's got material to work on all the yeah. time. I lick the alloys. I mean, I must admit, I get some strange looks from passers by. No, it's fine. But, you know. It's almost as good as a stick shine, <laughs> which got, no one does these days. I've got the best set of alloys in, in Croon's Hill. Wow. Not for much longer. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm saying. I'm going to pinch it. <laughs> so you have to be careful there has been quite a few vehicle thefts lately oh yeah I read about that on next door mm. I thought you said you didn't go on next door well Jane Jane keeps showing me pictures so oh, this, this okay. car was stolen last night yeah the problem is they're not expensive cars they're no, like someone you know, something on a 13 plate it's like 8 years old yeah you, dear, you know, we're all vulnerable here they're not cars like that yeah it's always from Land Rovers and Range Rovers and Jags and things, but no, apparently just average runarounds. Average runarounds. Not very encouraging. No. Oh, well. I, I keep saying not very encouraging. I know, I like it. Not very encouraging. That's what today's 
title of the show is. Maybe you should just be saying this to people when they say things to you. That's not very encouraging. Mm. I think people say that to me, actually. Yeah? Yeah. That's not very encouraging, is it? Yeah, yeah. Saying not very encouraging is not very encouraging. That's not very encouraging. I'm going to turn it around and put it on then. Yeah. Yes. Maxine Peak. What you do is not very encouraging. Mm. Yes. Maybe we should just go out for a drink, Maxine. What do you think? Talk it out. Talk it out. Imagine if she listens and says, okay then, come on, Daniel Confino. Yeah, I'd be up for it. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not that bad. All I'm saying is, as an actress, not actor, what I said, I have a problem, but I'm, you know, she said, let's go for a drink. I was like, okay, you're on. And she's paying. I don't give a, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> and at the end of the evening, neither of us will forget. Yeah. I mean, the best parties are the ones you can't remember, right? That's so right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a paradox, that, isn't it, Maxine? Um, it's going to become a theme, isn't it? You probably will get to hear about this if you carry on or not. Maybe I'll tag the show, Maxine Peak. I wonder if she's had a peak experience with a man. Wow. You can find out when you're having drinks together. And actually, our song that we're playing out... Yeah. ...was probably suitable for what you've just said, because it's Ice Cube and you can do it. Put your back into it. And there's some sounds in there that might sound like people are peaking. Certainly, voyeurism is the same as peaking, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> it's a joke. Right. Uh-huh. I'll uh-huh. explain it to you after we've closed the show. Okay. All right. Is that what we're doing now? We are. Thank you very much for bearing with us, everyone. Do join us Join us again. I can never sign up properly. Until next time, bye-bye. Yeah, and if we don't get some rave reviews, there might not be a next time, so think about it. <laughs> not Love very encouraging. Bye. Bye.